All right, people, welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. We've got a special, special guest on. Very excited to do this. We're here with Mark Toriella, the man that's uh, running the Mr. America. Welcome. How's it going? All right. How's it going, guys? Very, very good. Oh, wow. Good, good. So let's start with yourself, your history with bodybuilding. Um, you know, what, what's got you into this crazy world that we live in? <laughs> uh, 21, 22 years ago, I got into the industry. Um, after watching my brother, you know, he was about six years older than me. So as a little kid, I used to, uh, you know, read his magazines and I'd sneak down in the basement and watch him work out and everything. Uh, and he actually walked around with a nickname. Uh, his nickname was Abs. So I felt like I had a lot to live up to growing up. Sure. And, uh, you know, fast forward, I became an adult and I, I found myself, you know, a, as a trainer, you know, that was 22 years ago now. Yeah. Like a personal trainer? Yeah, I do personal training, coaching, licensed nutritionist. Cool. So uh, (laughs) that kind of threw me right into the world. You know, in the the gym I started out, I started out uh, strong and shapely in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which at the time was probably one of the East Coast's like most hardcore type of gyms. Every bodybuilder was there at some point for, you know, one reason or another. Uh, the, The owner promoted tons of shows. So I was around a lot of people for a long time. Oh, that's sweet. So with, so you started in that kind of realm, then what? 1999, yeah. 1999. I'm going to, I'm going to be funny right now and tell you that I was four or five years old at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what brought you to Six bodybuilding years. then? When did you, when did you start to get into like the, the bodybuilding side of things? So after like, uh, I guess after like my first two years working as a trainer, um, well, after my first year working as a trainer, I, I, something was missing. So I went to school for nutrition because I realized like, hey, like, yeah, I put people so, through some good workouts, but there, there's something missing here. And it was the nutrition aspect of it. Yep. So I got into that. And then once I, uh, I got my license in sports nutrition, I, I started training people for physique contests. You know, that was, I guess, 2001. And uh Ever since then, you would just keep on going. For sure. For sure. Did you like, uh, like right when you got into like the physique side of things, like you were hooked? No. Um, I, I'd like to say that's not even what I do full time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do work with a lot of general population clients. Um, but yeah, being thrust into that world, it, it was a lot more fun than the general pop clients, right? Because now I had a deadline to meet. Right. Yeah. You know, you're prepping for a show. You have, you have a deadline. So come hell or high water, you better be ready. Yeah. Where a general pop client, that's not so much the case. For sure. For I, sure. I always like that challenge of it. Yeah. 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 That's uh, I think a lot of people that coach like myself included, there's a, a bit of more of a, I guess we'll call it just intensity when it comes to competitors. Right. Cause you're right. You have right. that deadline, whether it's, you know, 10, 4, 12, 16, 18, 30 weeks out. Right. You have, eventually you're going to, you better be ready. Like you said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite sure. as open-ended. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So now let's go to, so I'm going to be the one to say, I don't know a whole lot about the Mr. America. Okay. I'm, I'm from Canada. So the history of the competition, I really don't know much about. So give me kind okay. of the, the soap notes of where it originated and all that good stuff. Okay. So uh, in 1939, the Mr. America was you know, the first, bodybuilding you know organized bodybuilding contest in the country oh wow and um you know it was actually put in place to rival the miss america competition but for men 
right? Okay. So okay. When, when that first started, you know, you had guys, you know, getting on stage, they were, they didn't know posing or, you know, why they were doing what they were doing. And you, you, same, same as now, you had a judging panel and they would pick the best built man. And that's actually what the contest was originally called was America's best built man. Cause Miss, was, guess, Miss, like, uh, Miss America, you'd be right. But like, yes, Miss America is referencing the pageant. Yeah. So like modeling, right? Right. Right. Okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Right. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that was 1937. So 1939, the AAU came in to make it more of an organized event. They put, um, you know, some judging criteria to it. Um, they put a point system behind it. So this way, the people that were judging, like now, you know, you recognize a competitor, they're like, oh, that's my friend. I'll put him in first place. Yeah. So they try, They had that problem then. Okay. Right? So here we are 82 years later, and, and that could still, that could <laughs> yeah. still play a role sometimes, For you sure. know. Um, so, yeah, so that was 1939, and uh, fast forward, here we are, 82 years later. It disappeared wow. in 1999 for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, came back, and it was with the INBF for two years. Uh, fell off again. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, um, the title was available. Guy bought it. He ran the show 2015 and 2016, um, once in Rochester, New York, and which is close to Canada. And yep. then um, the second time was down in Maryland at uh, Six Flags in 2016. Both I was at the 2016 show, and it was a show like when you were there, you felt you felt bodybuilding, you know, like you go to a local show and it, it's fun, you know, you have the sights and the sounds and the smells and yeah. But the Mr. America, you felt something different was happening. Okay. So I, I fell in love with the show, and um, I was already promoting at that time. 2017, it was supposed to be back. Who were you? Were you independently promoting, or no? I was promoting. With the, no, I was promoting with the NGA at the time. Okay. Um. So and and they had something to do with the 2016 event. Um. A few a few national organizations did, but the NGA was like the sanction for at the time. Gotcha. Um, 2017 came along and they were supposed to have the, the event again and um, whatever happened, happened and it stopped running. Right. So two years ago, uh, I was leaving the Natural Olympia and I'm like, you know what our sport needs? We need the Mr. America back. And I'm the guy that gets something in my head <laughs> and I- I'm not going to stop until it happens. Yeah. You know, we, we need the Mr. America. I'm, I'm going to get it come hell or high water and, and make it happen. That's, that's awesome. That's where we are now. <laughs> and you are independently promoting this show then, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, so what, normally, what led you to that decision? So I normally promote with the INBA, PNBA right now. Um, I run a couple other shows throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But the Mr. America, the title means so much. And it, it represents so much as a whole that I felt it wouldn't be fair to the title to have it locked down with just one organization. You know, there's too much infighting in natural bodybuilding between organizations you know, athletes compete in one organization. They've never even heard of somebody from another organization. So I said, you know, what better way to bring the best of the best together on one stage, give them a platform to perform on for the best title there is. So, which is. So could you, would you say then uh, you're, you're trying to get the best from everywhere? Cause you accept pros from all the, all uh, organizations. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. That's, that's the idea. You know, the, the Mr. America is a title that, you know, there's people out there that win the worlds in four or five different organizations, but which one of those actually represented the world, right? Um, so that, that's part of the problem. So 
the Mr. America, you win the Mr. America, regardless of your division, you're the top dog. That's interesting. Cause that, that's you something know? that we've, you know, especially us, like through this podcast, we've talked to a lot of people about that to have, you know, there's so many organizations that, you know, who right. is the best of the best, right? Is it the Yorton cup winner? Is it the WMBF world's winner? Is it the natural Olympia winner? Who, who's that, who's the top dog. Right. And that's something you're right. trying to accomplish then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like our, our sport needs this right now. You know, there's, there's too much division, you know, yep. every year another organization pops up or two organizations pop up. We're, we're, we're only separating and dividing our sport. We're not making it bigger. We're not making it better for yep. the athletes. We're only creating more confusion for them. No, for sure. Right. Cause you have so many different avenues to compete in and so many different, you know, pro cards to earn and right. you know, who's a pro here. Well, maybe they're, you know, people don't feel they're good enough pro here. So they go here. Like they're, you're right. There's, there's yeah. more division than there really needs to be. And it, it makes things confusing. Whereas, you know, you look at the enhanced side of the sport, you know, Mr. Olympia, that's, the that's guy the one right there's only one there's yeah. only one yeah. you know and, and that, that's part of the problem in our sport you know everybody's everybody's a world champion in in different divisions or, or different organizations yeah. you know so who who really is the world champion who really is the best in our country in, sure. in bodybuilding or in men's physique you know so here's a platform you know you you don't have to pay for an athlete card or a membership there's no fees like that associated with mr america yep. you know as long as you have a valid pro card in another organization you show that to us at, at check-in you're good to go a question I have, um, do you accept like not Americans? Like of me being in Canada, could yeah, I come do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Cause that was honestly something that I, a few people had asked me, they're like, Oh, Mr. America. Well, what if I'm not a, you know, a U.S. citizen, am I uneligible? So that's very, yeah, if you, you know. if you, Hey, listen, if you're not a U.S. citizen and you come here and, and win, it is what it is. <laughs> that, that'd be that'd be quite the story you know someone yeah. uh from another country, country is <laughs> yeah so you know so if you're out there Marking you're the flag in mr a... america <laughs> yeah <laughs> right we'll have to give you a canadian flag when you get here um, yeah. you know, yeah. if you're gonna come compete in the mr america you you better be ready you better well, be ready i'll wear my red and white uh maple leaf trunks <laughs> right <laughs> um a question i had uh from somebody was regarding classic physique and your decision to add that in you know Classic physique, <laughs> the natural bodybuilding world didn't start classic physique, right? The NPC and the IFBB did because there was competitors that just couldn't be competitive with a guy at 280 pounds. So they added it in and natural bodybuilding seems to like to follow what the IFBB and NPC does, yep. but then they'll talk down about it. Right. But, you know, classic right now, it, it's big, it's booming, you know? Yep the class is double the size or actually more than double the size that it was last year right now. Wow. It, you know, part of running a show is essentially it's a business, right? So I have to listen to my customers, which would be the competitors. Yep. And you know, if the customers are looking for something. Why wouldn't you provide that platform? No, for sure. Um, you know? Yeah. From a business standpoint, right? Like we can argue till we're blue in the face, whether or not classic belongs in right. bodybuilding, but the, the demand, you, you can't deny it. The demand is there. And you see a lot of people that, you know, first time competitors, they just want to do classic a, because maybe they feel they're not big enough for bodybuilding or right. they are attracted to that. Look, I mean, Chris Bumstead's got 4 million followers. Like that's not right. by accident. Right, right, right. You know, I don't, I don't want to hash it out, you know, 
but like, you know, people are like natural bodybuilding is classic bodybuilding. Um, but if you look at the top level guys in our sport, the bodybuilders versus the classic guys, there's a clear separation there. For sure. For sure. There, right? there's Maybe on a smaller a, local level, you yeah. don't see that separation. Yep. But when you're at the top, there's, there's definitely separation there. And, and I'm fine with having two classes like that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, cause who, who, so Joe won last year and, and Jay Brew, correct? Yep. Yeah. Different looks, right? There's no denying Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Def- definitely different looks, you know, two totally different packages, two different styles. Yep. You know, it's there, there's enough separation there. You know, there's room for both. For sure. Um, another one was, uh, regarding classic physique, uh, the, the poses, um, they didn't really specify, ask him if the classic physique mandatories will be like regular or will they be like the IPE mandatory? So the IPE, they have like, like, I think they call like the mantis pose and you know, they yeah, call so they're, a vacuum they're, pose. Yeah. Yep. We call vacuum pose. We'll call a victory pose, but everything else is pretty standard. Okay. Um, your routine in classic is heavily weighted. So good. Good. That, that's, that's your time to shine. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's worth like, uh, like almost 20% of your score or maybe more, but it, wow. it's, it's definitely heavily weighted. So is it, that, that's, uh, your, that's your time to shine, bring out all those classic poses, stay away from the bodybuilding poses and, and definitely separate yourself that way. Is it weighted more than open bodybuilding? The posing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Um, talk I'm to taking me about mental notes right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mr. Classic over there. All right. Are you are you getting ready? Uh, I haven't officially <laughs> <laughs> well, announced well, listen, anything. Hey, but... hey, we're here for this. Let's make announcements. Let's break it down. Uh, oh, uh... Dan, fire it up. <laughs> oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Oh now. yeah, we're we gonna make you blush. Um, I know. Uh, I am looking to compete this year. So uh, at the Mister America, Mister America is one of the shows that's kind of on my radar. I right. have a very hectic work schedule in September, October, so I have to tidy up and make sure that it's it's feasible for right. me but uh it is certainly on my schedule and i will awesome. note that i have my pro card in the ocb i competed in classic but as um you know listening to you our classic in the ocb is is run a little bit differently than um in terms of like the posing how it scored the mandatories than the mr america so i'm t- kind of taking mental notes right now on on whether i'd want to <laughs> well, compete in bodybuilding compete classic you know. The criteria and, and the poses are all listed on our website at mrmerica.com. So you can go on there and see our, our judging criteria and everything. Terrific. Um, do you intend to have the show traveling around? Yes and no. So Atlantic City, New Jersey is going to be its home. Um, we are in talks of moving it one year out to somewhere else <laughs> for a year. Um just because of sponsors and stuff like that, they, they yeah. want to have it part of something else. Fair. Um, logistically, I, I can handle doing that one year. I can't do that every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think, you know, all big shows, they should have a home, right? You For should sure. know when you're going there, you know, what you're going to get. You know, if, if you're going to, to Pittsburgh, you know what's happening in Pittsburgh. If you're going to, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, you should know what's in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, every year can't be, can't be a crapshoot. You know, whether the hotel's good or the venue's good or the lighting's good or, you know, there's good restaurants or entertainment to go to after the show. Yep. You know, so having it in a home makes life a lot better for everybody involved. 
Yeah, agreed. That's just my thought. I don't know. I, I tend to agree with that just because, I mean, if you're altering the, you know, the venue every year or whatever, I mean, you're constantly having to figure out how to, how to make like the show itself presentable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so get that, the lighting the right, I'm get the photography through. right, get the, you know, all those things. Like, I mean, it's, it's a visual sports, like those yeah. things have to be on. So, and then if you're, you know, doing it at the same venue every year, you can refine every year and, and tweak so that, and fine tune. And yeah, we were at a, we were at a different location. We were in Atlantic city last year. We were at the Sheraton, um, but now we're going into the showboat. So in the Sheraton, you know, we had uh, like a constructed stage. So platform, you're like 18 inches off the ground, which I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but I don't hate it either. It is what it is, but I want it a, an actual stage. I could do more with it. I can make it more visually appealing, you know, and, and there's much, much more room for you to perform on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're adding things to what the stage looks like this year because we have the ability to do that now. And I'm already planning for down the road. Like, okay, I'm adding this, this year, next year I could add, you know, two other things to that. You seem to have a lot of passion for the, the presentation of the show. Listen, pre presentation's everything, right? Especially in bodybuilding, even presenting your body, that's everything, right? So if you're going to pay me, you know, what's the registration? $235, you need to come and feel like you're getting something for it, right? And as a pro athlete, you need to be treated like a pro. You know, a lot of shows guys go to, you're not treated like a pro. You're in, you're in a shitty venue. You're in a yep. junior high school auditorium with, you know, rickety old wooden seats and, you know, piss poor lighting and, you know, the urinals halfway down to your ankles because it's the little kids. Like you need to be treated like a professional. So it's my job as a promoter to make sure I present that to you and give you that respect and give you that, that venue to perform on. That's uh, you know, as Dan and I both athletes, that's very nice to hear because we've had numerous conversations about, well, Dan can attest to this. You know, he's got some show photos from, his previous season that he's and like, I won my pro card and I'm like, the photos are trash. Yeah, the the lighting was terrible. trash. It's just, yeah, it was a little bit and of a rickety show. I mean, not that it was a terrible show, but it was a little bit of a rickety show. And you know, my ship, my photos from my first show are the ones that, that I post all of them, but I look substantially better in my second show, but right. it, yeah, I, I the, can't the lighting, see that. The lighting is always, I don't want to say always an issue, but it's an issue a lot for guys. You know, they, they, you know, if they go into a school, say in the summertime, there's no school, there's only one custodian working. And you find out that, you know, tw 12 of, of the 60 bulbs are out, all which all happen to be on the center stage, right? right? Now you have the head judge telling you, uh, let me get the line, move, take three steps to the left, take three more steps to the left. You can't do that. Yeah. Come on, center stage has got to be lit. It's got to be lit right. Um <laughs> there's too much at stake here. Like you guys put, you know, 16, 20 weeks in prepping for a show. You want your balls busted on stage that you got to move around to try to find better light. You know, I, I hate when I hear a judge say, Hey, we're going to move, uh, you know, number three over here to the end. We want to get you in better light. Uh, what's wrong with the light where I am? Why yeah. is the light bad where I'm standing? Like who put this show together? Yeah. Yep. You know, oh, you'll you'll never go. You'll never go see the Rockettes on Broadway and, and somebody's telling all the Rockettes to move to the other side of the stage because the lighting was better. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Come on. Well, we, we have to. We have to start treating these events like actual sporting events. You know, promoters have to stop putting their hands out and instead putting their hands out. They need to put in their hands in their pockets and starting to pay up. You know, put put a quality show on. 
Yeah, well, that's I, that's what I saw in my in my 2018 season because I had those two shows. In the first show, they did what you said. They actually tested the lighting. They 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 went down and made sure that the lighting was good on stage and and right. everything was was situated and and the photos reflected. They came out it. great. They right. came out well, they some, came out phenomenal. And they so, hired sometimes it's the photographer, photographer though too. too. <laughs> that that <laughs> right. was the other thing. They were they've hired a professional photographer. The second show didn't. So like the first right. show they they did everything right in terms of presentation. The second show, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a we, little. We have, it was we have a, a professional more, photographer yeah. coming in um, that that we used last year. We I actually use them all the time for stuff. Um, I haven't found a better fitness photographer, you know? Um, so everybody will be happy with the pictures. They're not overly edited. Like some of the stuff that you see out there where the people look a little bit cartoonish. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that, that's one of those things that the photographer now is in the game, putting their hand out like, Hey, I'm going to give you these pick ass pictures, but it's 250 bucks. Yeah. Right. You know, yep. you guys aren't, you guys aren't the cash cow behind this. You know, you want pictures, you can pay for pictures. Great. But everybody's got their hand out every time you turn around in, in our sport. And that's just, it's, it's not a fair thing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like a lot of effort is going into making it, you know, what you're trying to make it and, and kind of the premier natural bodybuilding event, which is, right. you know, you, you, athletes coming to the show. So you get the best athletes like, okay, that's step one, but you know, right you're getting good lighting, good photography, good stage presentation. Like all of that is what makes right. the event just, you know, as important right. as the athletes are, the event needs to accommodate. Like you said, you want it to be a premier event. You want it to be treated like one. So you've got to, you've got to match that. Right. 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 You know, we, we have, you know, professional MC that comes in and yep. that does all our announcing for us. You know, we have a DJ, you know, we don't have somebody just sitting on the side of the stage with their computer, you know, just trying to play music for people. You know, everything that I could think of that needs to be done gets done, right? Um, we're switching over to third-party drug testing. So this that way I don't have to have staff. Question. Right. We don't, this way I don't have to have my staff worrying about collecting urine and, you know, chain of custody issues or they filled out the paperwork wrong or, you know, they spilled the urine on the floor while putting it in an envelope. Like, I want no issues. So I went a step further. It's going to cost me more money, whatever. That's fine. Um, but it's going to be done and it's going to be done right. And that's all WADA approved. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the it's, testing it's, it's, procedure then? Is it all winners? Is it every competitor? So What's I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do random and targeted. So okay. targeted. Um, yeah. Your winners would fall underneath targeted, right? Yep. Um, random would be just what it says random. And that's not up to me. That's up to the collection people. Right. Okay. This is what, this is what they do. You know, they come in and you look suspect or whatever, like, Yep. Let's go. Time to yep. pee. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you doing polygraph or no? No, no. Okay. No. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, <laughs> I don't mind saying this publicly. I've never have before. So this is going to be a little exciting. That's um, just what we need. <laughs> right. So in two instances, um, I, I had a client, the first time this happened to me, I had a client that I was training it was her first competition. Um, it was just like a bucket list thing for her to do. She just got out of the military and she's like, I want to do a competition before I have a baby. Cool. Let's go for it. Yep. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going through her prep. She asked me, is it okay if she adds a fat burner? In? I said, okay, what do you want to take? You know, I, I don't think we need it, but what do you want to take? And she goes, I don't know. I've just been doing some research and I was in some forums and you know, a lot of the girls are saying I should use this particular fat burner, but I don't remember what it's called. I'm like, 
all right, you know, give it a shot. Let's see what, you know, take it for two weeks. Let's see how you feel. So she never told me she got it. And I asked her like three weeks later, I'm like, hey, did you ever start that fat burner? Said, oh, no, it didn't come yet. I said, okay. So we're about four to six weeks prior to the show. I forget about it. She never brings it up. I'm like, she got beat online, right? So we, we go to the show and you know, she does her polygraph, passes her polygraph, gets on stage. She was the only person in her class. So, you know, she wins. After the show, I'm like, you know, how do you feel? Do you want to do it again? She goes, you know, I just really didn't like the way the fat burner made me feel. So I'm like, oh, you got it. You never, you never even told me. So I'm like, what was it? She goes, it was clenbuterol. I'm like, wow. So uh, that's a banned substance. You know, we, we can't be using that. And she goes, yeah, they asked if, if I was using anything like that. And I just told them no, because I wasn't sure if it was the same thing that I was taking. So here you are, somebody admittedly taking clenbuterol, passes. All right. Fast forward a year later, woman gets on stage who was juiced to the hilt. She was in her mid to late 40s. Um, she didn't give a shit. She just wanted to get on stage, right? Come to find out she was taking, you ready for this? Primabolin, Anavar, Winstraw, T3, and Tamoxifen. Then, four weeks prior to the show, she started a cycle of Clint. Passed the polygraph. No wonder she was shredded. Right. Wins the show. <laughs> but Pat, but my point is, she passed the polygraph. Nobody questioned it. And she didn't look that great where you're like, holy shit. She looked good. But, like, you know, she wouldn't do well on a pro stage anywhere. Um but here you are, you passed the polygraph. So at that point, that's actually when I left the organization I used to promote with and, and went to the INBA um, because of their strict testing. I'm just, I don't, I don't want that for my clients. I don't want my clients competing against somebody like that, right? Like, I want to be on yeah. a, a level playing field as possible. You play by the rules, yeah. I, and that's the idea, right? That's what they tell you growing up, right? Play by the rules. Yeah, it's like there's, I mean, for me, it's like there's no hate like if you want to compete in the IFBB, but like, no, no, do, do if you, what you want. If you want have... to compete in a test organization, like you play by the rules. Like that is the rule of the game, you know? Right. Like right. if it's just unethical to not play by the rules. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's disheartening for the people that take second or third or fourth place to somebody who was using. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's fucking wrong on all levels. Yeah. That's the thing where, you know, bodybuilding's, you know, is the, the sport where there is two sides, right? Right. No other sport like football, hockey, baseball, there's mixed match. It is what it is. Some guys are going to take stuff. Right. Some aren't in bodybuilding. There's two divisions. We'll play right. over here. So you play over here and we don't need to argue about anything. I, I brought up a point. I don't know if you guys heard it. I think maybe, I don't know if Brandon talked about it at all. Um, you know, I said, why are we making ourselves the minority by classifying us as natural bodybuilders. How come we're not forcing the other side to say that they're enhanced bodybuilders? Why not? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, part of the problem with, with natural bodybuilding right now is because it's such a small community, it, it's hard to get sponsors. I'm trying, I'm doing this on such a huge scale that I'm hearing from large companies asking like, what organization is this with? Right? And you have to go through the whole thing like, hey, so it's non-sanctioned and yes, there's all these organizations because they don't want to put their money behind just one organization or, you know, this is a once a year event. So I have to sell that. Like, why should you put your money with me? Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're all inclusive. That, that's a huge thing. Um, 
yeah, let's, let's not, let's not minimize what we do. We're actual bodybuilders, right? You're working day in and day out to actually build your body. You know, we're not using, you know, synthol or, or, you know, anything like that to just look a certain way on stage for, for a couple of days. Sounds like you want to do a lot of good for the sport. Uh, that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. You know, um, this is, this is what I do full time. You know, I've been doing this 22 years now. You know, I've had houses and cars and, you know, successful at what I do as a trainer and a coach and yep. my athletes, I want more for them. You know, I don't, I don't want to show up to a stage that is being lit with construction lights. I don't want to show up to a stage where, you know, there's only three judges there because the show is small. Yep. You know, I don't care if it's a small show, but I still want, if there's supposed to be five or seven judges, I want five or seven judges. If you're supposed to have good lighting, right? Because everyone says, you know, the lighting could make or break your physique. Well, I want there to be good lighting, not construction lights shining up at you. That's the worst look ever. And organizations are doing it. Promoters are doing it. And people keep going back supporting that. So the longer you allow that to happen, the more it's going to keep happening. And it makes the sport worse, not better. Absolutely. Right. So if I, if I could set the bar for what I do higher, maybe other people will start to bring theirs up a little bit. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a good idea. Yeah, to yeah to raise the standard, keep the standard high. Um, yeah. And a question, kind of going back to drug testing. So specifically within the OCB, um, if you're competing in an event as a pro, right, in close proximity to an OCB pro event, they require you to submit your results from your drug test. So, so all right, to clarify. So, open that up. Yeah, yeah. Let's clarify. You guys that. provide that. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know absolutely. a lot of athletes are. I know Brandon wants to do. Mr. America and the Yorton. Um, right. That's, that's kind of what I'm looking at as well. Right. So, so the um, issue, so the issue is I have, I have no problem. I want everybody that gets tested. They're going to get their results. Okay. That's number one. Number two, last year, I, that came up a couple of times. The OCB wanted test results from the people that were competing in their show. Well, not all the people that competed in the Mr. America that were doing their show were tested. Right. Right. It's random and targeted. They don't test every single person i mean that you know they would use the polygraph but yeah. not everybody's urine tested but let me ask you a question how could an organization impose such a rule on another organization or another promoter for them to say well if you're going to compete somewhere else you have to give us your drug test what if you come in dead last what if you look like absolute dog shit and we're just like get this guy off stage like i'm i'm not going to test somebody like that i'm going to spend 250 or, or 300 testing somebody that clearly didn't die a day in their life just because they're going to compete somewhere else. So the OCB is putting, you know, a burden on the athlete, right? Yeah, I, I'm personally not a fan of it. They, they announced like in a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like to compete in NPC shows, basically that restriction. That, that's what the rule was put. That was, that was kind of where it was. Yeah. Point. But they, they put it in place in like the last year. And I know they got support. I was absolutely not a fan of it. And I say that as OCB pro, but I'm going to be, blunt and honest i'm i'm not gonna right so, kiss so ass again, on that so again you're the customer right you're paying yeah. them you know your your 150 for your athlete card your 200 for your registration your 50 for your polygraph right your your friends and your families are buying tickets supporting them and then they're going to go and say oh well where's your test results if you don't have your test results from your last show you can't compete here you're paying them they're not paying you yeah or if they're paying you a salary then they can impose some rules on you, just like anything else in the world, right? Your boss could say, hey, I need you to wear a red shirt on Wednesdays to, to work. And I need you to wear, you know, blue shoes on Fridays. They could do that. 
yeah. But yeah. We're, we're paying these people, right? You're paying me. How can I impose such a crazy, ridiculous rule on you? Yeah. Right. And, and, then, and for the record, I am I intend to play by that rule because I want to compete well, right. in the order. But but it's but I'm not a fan of it. So you know right. you don't like every rule that's imposed on you. Sometimes right. you, you know, so listen. So I'm but, honestly I'm gonna yeah. do my best to test people that I know are going on to the URA because it's like two weeks later. I'm gonna do my best to do that. Will I get everybody? No. Um I don't I don't know what percentage of the show we're testing or or how many tests it comes out to be. But like right now, I mean, we have a lot of OCB people competing, mm-hmm. right? So oh, yeah. you have you have to pick and choose your battles, you know, from there. But if you're not tested, you're not tested. That's it, right? They're testing you the day of the show with a polygraph anyway. Yeah. So if they're if they believe in their testing procedures, they shouldn't really worry about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Well, they do they do test the winners for the year in testing. Right. But yeah. It's, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, that's, it's not that's across the board. It. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No, I have but, no problem sharing that and, and helping people out. Um, you know, our results I appreciate should be back that. within a week or two, so you should have it in time anyway. Um, and I'll get them right out to all the athletes. That's good to know, and I'm sure I'm not the only one with that question. No, you're so. not the only one who's asked about that. Yep, yep. Awesome, man. Um, I guess before we get cut on time here, um, closing words from me. Uh, a, very nice to, to finally talk to you, and B, I'm really excited for what you're doing to the sport. I think it's going to be great, you know, with us trying to do this whole natty news thing and really promote natural bodybuilding, promote shows, promote athletes. I think, uh, you know, conversations like this are going to be very, very beneficial. So um, anything we can do to help you, please let us know. Yeah. Just, you know, get help, help get the word out, you know, let, let everyone know what what we're doing, what we're about. And uh, you know, it it should go well. Awesome. It should go well, but you know, Um, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words that you said, you know, everything I'm doing for the sport, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for you guys. Yep. Right. So if it wasn't for guys like you and, and you know, all the other athletes out there, I have no reason to do this. Right. It's not yep. benefiting me, you know, quick. Like, so last year we lost close to $30,000 this year, everything we're doing with all the TV stuff um, and the reality show and the event itself is costing close to $300,000. I'm not going to make that money back, but if down the road it pays off and makes our sport better, Right. I'm, I'm happy. That's that's at the, at the end of the day. That's what my goal is. We have to make the sport better. Awesome. That's, that's yeah, we good appreciate hear, that. That's for sure. For sure. Excellent. Um, where can people find all the information about Mr. America? Right on Mr. America.com. And okay. tomorrow night, we're going to be on CBS sports network. We're going to be on all the streaming apps. That's right. Um, you go to download the CBS sports app and you'll be able to see us seven o'clock Eastern time. Amazing. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you, Mark. Great. Thanks, everybody, for watching. If you like this episode, please like it. And if you're doing the Mr. America, please let us know. We'll see you guys in the next one.